Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Talking Games with Peach and Luigi. I'm Luigi. And I'm Peach. Um, thank you for carrying the bit. I didn't let you know that I was going to do that before we started, so, you know, I was putting a lot of faith in you, Kelly, and I'm glad that mm-hmm. you, you took it away and you carried it to the finish line, just like Peach well, would. I mean, Peach, to be- not thanks, Kelly. Thanks, Peach. Right. T- to be fair, it wasn't the most difficult bit to understand. Um, but you know, I, I, I appreciate you, um, appreciating me. You're welcome, Peach. <laughs> um, so many of you may be wondering why Andrew has introduced us in such a way, or I'm sorry, Luigi <laughs> has introduced us in such a way. Well, it's because a full trailer for the Super Mario Brothers movie, um, from Illumination was released. Um, it's about two minutes long, and uh, yeah, it shows our quirky cast of characters, a lot of emphasis on Peach and Luigi and Mario, I guess. I kind of have a feeling that Mario is going to be like the least notable part about this film. Is that because he's the least notable part of this trailer? Yeah, I was like more interested in Luigi and Peach. I mean, he just, Chris Pratt specifically just doesn't seem like he cares to be there very much, in my opinion. So, like, I don't know. All the different deliveries from, like, Charlie Day and and Jack Black. And, like, Anya Taylor-Joy is, is a little, what's the word? It's a little quiet, but that's okay, you know? She at least sounds like she wants to be there, and Chris Pratt doesn't. Yeah. I really hate it. At the end of the trailer, he says Wahoo in his Mario Kart. I hated that a lot. Yeah, the Wahoo was pretty lifeless. Yeah. And he said, let's go at the start. And it was just like, let's go. And I was like, wow, that's pretty intense. Let's go. And then this, he makes like a lot of distressed sounds during like the floating platforming practice part of the trailer. As well as like when the cheap cheap hits his face. And he just doesn't sound, like, distressed enough. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He should be in pain, I think. Yeah, they should have, like, hit Chris Pratt with an actual large-scale fish. Yeah, probably. Um, What do you think? Let's just pretend Chris Pratt is not lifeless. What did you think of this trailer? I thought it was fine. Um, You know, the movie looks like beautiful i mean it looks very well animated and designed i think it hit uh the right beats um i think that it was fun to see donkey kong because we haven't seen him yet i kind of wish we could have heard him a little bit more because i would like to hear seth rogan as donkey kong i think that's funny um that was weird to me because he was in the direct presentation being like i'm seth rogan and i'm donkey kong and then he didn't speak during the trailer. And I was like, oh. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, it looks... Um, <coughs> like I said, I, I think it's designed really well. I like the way that Mario and Luigi look. I think they each kind of have a unique appearance to them that sort of differentiates them from their video game counterparts. Same with, like, Peach. I think they all... I don't know if it's just because we see them animated um in this way in this 3d way 
this obviously very high expensive 3d way but um <clears throat> i don't know i think it looks fun i'm not like you know this is gonna be the best movie of all time um but i think it looks better than i a lot of people are selling it as and i think it looks better than um you know i think it, it looks better than a lot of illuminations other work um not to you know dog on them too hard but no i think that's I'm fair sure, <laughs> i'm sure having nintendo's property uh was a lot of pressure and they probably knew they had to absolutely get it right otherwise you know i think i fully transitioned from uh willing to see it on release day to excited to see it i don't know if it'll be good but this trailer was adorable and I think there's some interesting elements here. And like you said, like the first trailer didn't even do justice to how pretty this movie is. Um, I'm just, I'm real curious what sort of story we have. Um, this trailer did not give a great idea. We, it's pretty obvious that the tra- that the uh, Mario Brothers start in a more realistic world based on a poster we saw and that little bit of Mario and Luigi on that normal street. Um. My only question is, uh, who's going to play Pauline? Does she speak? And if she does, who who does she, who plays her? As the mayor of whatever that city that they live in is. What is it? What's what's her? What, who's the voice actor going to be, Kelly? New Donk. Oh, I thought you were asking the city name. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's I'm... New Donk City because it has a street <laughs> called Brooklyn, but I don't know. So the voice actress for Pauline... Um, that's a great question. Maybe, maybe I, cause I can't really, I don't know if they'd choose like an older voice actress or I'm sorry, like an older actress or if they would choose somebody, um, like younger with, with, with that sort of like viralness of the rest of the cast. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think they'd pick Glenn Close, but. <laughs> no. But I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait till closer to to see. Um, something else we're going to have to wait and see is the uh, some more information about the Sonic Frontiers DLC. But you at least have a roadmap so you know what to expect. Um, we have received our first idea of what's coming to Sonic Frontiers post-launch. That being uh, three major updates. One, the first one including photo mode and some challenges. The second one including some new open zone challenges and new Cocos. Um, And then the third update, definitely the biggest thing, is new story content as well as playable characters, presumably in the way of Tails, Knuckles, Amy, and perhaps even Sage, the little doll girl. Um, notably, this is all free. Uh, this is a big deal for Sonic fans because those characters have not been playable in a very long time. I believe Sonic 06 would be the last time most of those characters were playable in a, uh, actual 3D Sonic game. So that's exciting. I also think the fact that it's free is nice. Um, I might even tip it on this, even though I didn't really like the game very much. I, I do wonder, because usually you hear about these DLC roadmaps before release, 
if they waited till after release to see reception so they could decide if they would charge for it or not. Yeah. Yeah, that's a valid point. I don't really understand. I'm really over this whole like roadmap thing that companies are doing now. I don't really like it. I find I, I, I understand the like wanting to be transparent and I think that's important, but sometimes I think the roadmap can get a little bit, you know, a little bit vague because sometimes it's like, here's our roadmap. Uh, here's what we want to do. But it's like, what if you can't do that? You know what I mean? Um, and then it's like you've created this expectation. But I don't know. I am excited also that they're free. I think that's a good thing. I didn't think the reception to this game was particularly um, negative enough to warrant a bunch of free updates and DLC. But um, I think it's less about negativity and more about like, it wasn't 100% positive, but I feel like this will definitely skew the perception even more in their direction in a good way. Yeah, definitely. That's a good point. Sonic has some good friends in our buddies over at Sentry. We have a very exciting word from our co-sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Sonic's buddy Sentry, a new esports organization from Pittsburgh. Their team runs tournaments for Smash and other video games. You can find them on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash pghcentury or go to their website, smackcentury.gg, smakcentury.gg, to find more info about attending or viewing their <laughs> content. Um, sorry, guys, that we don't have more exciting Sonic news to attach you to. <laughs> also, Get a roadmap. Woo! Yeah, Sentry, if you release a roadmap, um, I will report on it. I don't know what your roadmap would be, too. Um, perhaps your roadmap would tell you what games I played this week. Oh, um, um, Kelly and I are both sick, so we have our, our cameras turned off because we're not feeling well, which means uh, the lack of facial cues means this episode might sound like we are um, like 10% less friends. Like maybe <laughs> we had like a spat last week and now we're getting over it. But in actuality, it's just because we're we both probably have our eyes closed and are um, sleepy. Is that yeah, correct? Definitely sleepy. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> um, I'm going to get through what I played real quick because there's nothing really that interesting. Uh, first of all, I played more God of War. I have nothing new to say. I'm 10 hours in and my thoughts have not changed one bit, which is, you know, good and bad. It's good because it's maintaining its level of quality. It's bad because it's not surprising me. It's not quite impressing me, but I'm still enjoying it. Uh, other game I played that I've already talked about, Pokemon. I played a lot more. I'm very close to finishing the game. Um, I've finished the Elite Four. I finished the main Titan quest. Uh, I finished all of the, what are they called? The star leaders. So yes. I just have a couple little like end game things to take care of. I've caught about 70% of the Pokedex as well. I'm having a great time. It is a technical mess in some ways. But to be honest, my experience has not been nearly as bad as some people's. Um I was on a beach catching a, a Gyarados and my game was chugging like so bad that it just was taking a long time for like menus to load. I threw a Pokeball and normally you got like the groom, 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 bing. And it was like groom, 
Krum. And I was like, what is this? Like, this big gap adds so much tension. And it took, like, four tries because it was way over level. Um, if that's how my game ran the whole time, I wouldn't have enjoyed this game. So if your game ran like that the whole time, I'm sorry. Like, that's unacceptable. But 90% of the time, my game's been running really well. And 99% of the time, it's been running at least well enough that I can still enjoy it. Only, like, 1% of the time is it to the point of killing my enjoyment. Um, I'll probably give, like, final impressions next week. Because I assume I will have finished it then. Um, But I love it. It's one of my favorite Pokemon games, which... You know, isn't saying an absolute ton, but the fact that I would probably put this on level with Arceus, which I liked a whole lot, um, for different reasons, but that's that says a lot. And if you're on the fence, it's if you like Pokemon, you'll like this game, you know. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. play it offline. I also uh, moved my data to the system storage instead of on SD card, like you suggested. I didn't mm-hmm. notice a difference, but hey... Maybe I've been saved from certain frame rate problems by doing that. Yeah. It sounds like we had similar experiences. Really not enough issues to warrant, you know, the type of discussion that you see online. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the issues aren't there. But I had the same thing. I wasn't running into these, like, crazy bugs and glitches like people on Twitter do. But, you know, those get amplified by by retweets and stuff. So... You see more of those than less. Yeah, and uh, most of the little visual glitches that happen for me, I honestly, like, I laugh at. They're so insignificant that it's okay to enjoy them. Um, Yeah. Because none of them have been, like, gameplay glitches besides me, like, aggressively riding my uh, Coridon on top of a mountain that I wasn't supposed to be on. And even so, I got to the top and it was just like I was there and there was no, it didn't break the game because it's non-linear. The open world right. is really exceptional. If it ran perfectly and had like better textures, I think it'd be like one of the better open worlds I've experienced. But like it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's just fun to go in whatever order you feel like. Um Yeah. I also approached a lot of the end game challenges underleveled, which made it a lot harder and a lot more interesting because I find that Pokemon games are generally too easy. Yeah. Um the last game I played this week Good old-fashioned Monkey Ball. I played Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. Got it for <laughs> 7 bucks on a Black Friday sale. Um, and I was like, yeah, 7 bucks. I'll play some Monkey Ball. I love that game because I loved it as a, like a, young, a young chap. Um, <laughs> so this is the PS4 remake of some of the GameCube games, at least 1 and 2. I'm not informed enough to know if it's also 3. Um, this game is... Uh, it's it's pretty. It's mostly pretty. Uh, the music's pretty banging. Uh, it feels real good to play for the first like couple hours, and then it feels real not good to play after that. The second that the levels start getting like challenging, this game cracks under pressure. They didn't quite get the physics right in this remake, and the camera does not agree with the monkey that is rolling in its ball. Um, the titular monkey yeah. ball. So I played mostly as Kiryu from, from Yakuza because I thought that was funny because you could play as him <laughs> in a little monkey ball. Um, that is funny. But um, not recommended. I'm just going to overtly be like, if you're interested in playing monkey ball, figure out a way to play the old <laughs> ones, whether it be through getting an old copy or um, emulating. Oh. Oh. 
I didn't say I that. I don't know what that is. Yeah, no, I didn't say it. Um, that's all I have to say about that, though. Uh, keeping the train rolling, Kelly. Yes. Do you want me to keep the train rolling? Well, yeah, but also I was going to say, Kelly, do you know what Thursday is? Um, It's December 8th. And when you put eight on its side, it looks like the infinity symbol. So that's kind of cool. Um, <laughs> it's also the first. No, I'm sorry. The it's first? The first. I was going to say it's the first Thursday of the month, but that's wrong. It's the second one. Oh, I thought you were going to say the first game. I mean, the first what? It is not the first Game Awards. It is our yearly Jeff Keighley um, TED Talk sit down where we all listen to people in the industry tell each other how great they are. They all are all the time um, and maybe see like one or two cool things. And then everything else is just kind of a boring snooze fest. Well, it's the Game Awards. let not be mean to them. Maybe it'll be great this year. Sure. If that's what you think, then I want that for you and for me. Th- thank you. <coughs> You're welcome. Anyway, Kelly, uh, we have some predictions, but before we get into those, should we uh, perhaps hint to the audience what they sh- will be seeing according to tweets and such? Yeah, so according to some official sources and news, uh, there are a few things that are we already know are going to be there. Sorry, Cookie was licking the microphone, so let me just readjust. That's staying in the episode. I think that it's important that people know that. She's such a freak. Hey, hey, this is staying in the episode. Don't say anything too mean. She's stinky. <gasps> oh, that's so mean. She's a stinky baby. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we know for a fact that Baldur's Gate 3 will be there, which is very exciting for me, a Baldur's Gate 3 fan. Um, we know that the next Tekken, Tekken 8, will be there. We know Diablo 4 will be there. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which we actually just found out a few hours ago, mm-hmm. will be there. So that's pretty cool. Um, haven't really seen much about that game. Uh, a new Crash Bandicoot something. Uh, could be a, a new game, could be, uh, I mean, could be anything, really. Uh, and then Final Fantasy sixteen. So those are a few of the things that are going to be there. I have to control myself because I read that list and I'm like, that's a great lineup. That's an awesome lineup. This is going to be a good show. <laughs> but then I have to take a step back and be like, this is a three hour show. Well, three and a half hour show. That's six games. That's not enough to keep eight, three and a half hours interesting. You know? That's bad. Yeah, So definitely. I, I'm not... My worries are not quelled. Even though I'm genuinely excited to see, like, five of those six things. I'll let yeah, you I'm... guess which the, what the sixth is. Oh. You don't have to actually guess. I just want the mystery to exist. You're not excited to see Diablo 4. Yeah, that wasn't much of a mystery, was it? <laughs> I think um the one that surprised me I thought I Star Wars Jedi Survivor I would have left that as a surprise I that's, I find it a yeah. little bit weird that they are introducing that they said that they were going to show something are instead of just showing that it. many more people going to watch a full three hour show 
knowing that it'll be there at one point. No, those people are just going to watch the trailer after, you know? Right. So. Right. Uh, but Kelly, we both have five predictions. So do you want to just do a good old fashioned back and forth game here? Yeah, let's do it. So I have, uh, I'm going to cheat. I have two number fives. Uh, my first one is that none of what I'm about to say will happen. It's going to be a bad show and there will be maybe one cool reveal the entire three hour show. Um, but that's not really much of a prediction. That's more of a um, recalling my fate of the past couple years and assuming it'll happen <laughs> again. Uh, yeah. My actual number five is that we're going to get a new trailer for the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League video game with a release date, probably mid-2023. And that'll be a cool way to reveal that. Wow. That feels optimistic to me. Perhaps. I think all of mine are optimistic, if I'm being honest. I think, I mean, if we look at my list, we'll see the optimism truly shine through. <laughs> um, so for my number five, I think that we will get a hint, a tease, a uh, little sprinkle of the next Death Stranding game. Or, you know, the next Kojima game. I don't know. I feel like you should commit to the specificity of Death Stranding too, because it's more impressive if you're right. Well, I just kind of feel like something simmering and bubbling in the water. I can feel it. Uh, Kojima was at Shake Shack the other day. I was gonna or, say not... it might be it might be Kojima's stomach after he ate all that fast food. I'm sorry, it wasn't Shake Shack. It was In and Out, which, for those who don't know, In and Out is a fast food joint. That sells burgers and fries on the West Coast. Um, and we know that the Game Awards are filmed on the West Coast. So I'm just saying he could be there, you know? I And we could see something like that. Um, I mean, if you'll recall, we saw the first teaser for Death Stranding, the first game, like a billion trillion years before it actually came out. So Yeah, I mean, that was the thing, is that every conference, like he... Kojima revealed it at what is PlayStation's E3 in 2016, right? Yeah. And then yeah. every game show after that. No, I think it was 2015 because I think every game awards after that until Death Stranding came out had a vague teaser, which I'm going to be honest, I kind of miss. That was such a cool time to just see these weird, long, really cool trailers that are basically just like nonsense short films in retrospect. Yeah, so. I just remember watching that first one like a thousand times, trying to understand literally anything about it. I've finished Death Stranding, and I can't tell you what happened in that trailer. <laughs> so, uh, My number four guess is that we're going to see the first trailer for Elden Ring DLC. Just to be clear, they haven't confirmed that DLC is happening. This is just like, I believe that it's going to, and I think this is a great place to show it. That's interesting. I'm trying to look back historically on what FromSoft has done with their DLC, but the truth is, is that Elden Ring is probably, not probably, Elden Ring is like their biggest game and launch of all time. So things could be different this time around. I don't know. Yeah. They also love Jeff shows, so. I mean, who couldn't? Who doesn't? I'm uh, just going to be quiet and let us move on. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Um, my number four is actually looking a little bit less likely after yesterday. Um, 
But my number four prediction was that we might see Dragon Age trailer at the Game Awards. Um, for those who don't know, December 4th is Dragon Age Day um, because D4 kind of looks like DA. Um, <laughs> Y'all are and, really desperate for anything. Well, it's it's become kind of a big thing. And uh, it they released like a little cinematic thing yesterday. It wasn't in game. It was like a, there's a, there's a lot of like murals in the game. It was very similar to the 2018 teaser uh, where it's just sort of a, an image with a narration over it, a moving image with a narration over it. The more that I explain this, the more it just sounds like a video, like it's a moving image and somebody's speaking over it. It's like, yeah, Kelly, just call it a video. Um, but yeah, they released that yesterday and, or on Dragon Age Day, I should say. And, uh, they said to close out the year, here's this little cinematic that we made for you. So to me, that sounds a little bit like, uh, maybe not, but who knows? Um, yeah. it's hard to say. I think we're very well overdue for something, especially since the game is now in alpha, but I don't really know. I think it would be pertinent for them to peak interest sooner rather than later because some of these teasers are starting to get a little bit, I think people are getting a little bit fatigued with this eight year wait. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's my number four is maybe a Dragon Age 4 trailer with gameplay. I hope so for your sake. Hey, thanks. Uh, my number three is not very interesting. I guess I'm just slightly more confident in it than Kelly. I think we're going to see the new Kojima game. I don't think it's going to be Death Stranding. I think it's going to be something different. I do think Death Stranding 2 is coming, but I think there might be two projects being made. And that first one that we're going to see will probably, if I had to guess, be that like horror-centric game with Margaret, Qu Margaret Qualey in it. I think we're going to, oh. I think this would be a good time to see that. <coughs> True. So very true. I forgot about that, which is funny because I was just thinking about Margaret Qualey because she's married to Jack Antonoff, who is a music producer. Um, anyway, my number three <laughs> prediction uh, is I think we will see some sort of tease for a reboot of some sort. I'm thinking maybe like a Castlevania thing. Um, there's been a lot of murmurings about Castlevania. I think there's a renewed interest in the series because of the Netflix uh, show animation. Um, so I think now might be a good time to strike while the iron's hot. You know what I'm saying? And maybe reboot some Castlevania. Maybe maybe we do a remake. Maybe we do a whole new game. I don't really know. Um, but I think we're due for it because I think people don't realize... Um, how fun it can be to be a, Belmont. a vampire slash vampire slayer. Um, it's ironic because I really want this to happen because I love <laughs> Castlevania. But if both of us are right and they show a Kojima game and a Konami game, that will truly show, like, it'll truly show that Jeff is tone deaf, which would not be surprising, <laughs> but it, that would be something. Yeah. Uh, my number two guess this is probably my boldest one. 
I think we're going to see the new Joseph Fares game. This is the guy who made It Takes Two. The classic F the Oscars man. He'll be there. He will. He always is there. But I think he's going to pop up on stage and be like, hey, everybody, here's my new game and show it off. Yeah, I think this is a good prediction, actually. I don't think this is very I don't think this is as crazy as as you think it is, because you're right. He is always there. And I feel like even he's he was really into like the behind the scenes stuff during like the it takes two press run, I guess you would call it. Um, so I almost wonder if instead of seeing like a trailer for a full game, we might see some like behind the scenes stuff, like production stuff. I don't really know. Um, but I also kind of think he will be there, even though I did not put that in my predictions. I think it's crazy that there's a three year gap between a way out and it takes two. And it's kind of crazy to me that it takes two only took three years, but this would be like yeah. a teaser because that would theoretically put their next game at like the start of 2024. <laughs> But that's, you know, by especially by Jeff's standards, 2024 is completely reasonable, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So. Um, so my number two prediction, I think that because game news this year has been so saturated with like Netflix news and Amazon and movies, I think we're going to see something like a, ne- a Netflix series tease about the Game Awards. I think we're going to see some tease. Maybe it'll be the uh, Fallout show. Ooh. Something like that. I don't know. So not necessarily Netflix, but, you know, streaming, because I know that's Amazon, but like a streaming service tease, just because I, I feel like that's kind of the trajectory of a lot of the industry is just showing, you know, our games are turning into shows. I don't think we'll see anything about The Last of Us because... They just released a big trailer yeah. a couple days ago. So, and obviously that comes out in January. So, I mean, we might see the trailer again, but nothing new. Yeah. Um, so that's one of my predictions. Um, I I would love to hear about Arcane season two because I keep forgetting that that show, like, yeah. in my brain, I'm like, that second season must be right around the corner. And I've been thinking that for like six months. So, yeah. I imagine that that show is very expensive to make. Oh, yeah. I mean, the first so season took if, years, so. Yeah, I wonder if maybe season two will also take quite a while. Maybe. Uh, I think this is not on my prediction list, but I'm going to attach a prediction to yours and say we see trailers for movies and stuff that have nothing to do with video games because that's what Jeff loves to do. <laughs> um, yeah. Before we do our number one <laughs> announcement uh, prediction, do you just want to on the count of three, say what we think game of the year is going to be since it's very interesting and not surprise or very surprising and crazy wild guesses. Yeah. Let's do it on the count of three. One, two, two three. three. Elden, Elden ring. Smelden ring. Smelden ring. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if Elden ring doesn't win, I will be shocked truly, but yeah, I think Elden ring should win. I'm in the same position that I was in, uh, 2018, where I had a lot of stakes set on a certain game winning and then God of War beating it. So I'm just trying not to get my hopes up that a certain game will win and then God of War will beat it. But. Yeah, but I feel like God of War in 2018 shook things up a lot harder than God of War 2022. So we'll see. Plus, Elden Ring is just profoundly, like, it's important. It's not just like a 
pure polish of a video game, it's also important to the industry. So that's why I would hope it would win. But yeah. again, doesn't mean much. But um, yeah, I want to give a spotlight to friend of the show, <laughs> Cameron. I told him yesterday, I said, hey, give me five predictions for the Game Awards. And I'm not going to tell you why. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he's listening now and being like, oh, this is why. Wait, you didn't tell him? No, That's I just funny. I just said, can you give me five predictions for the Game Awards? And then he did. And um, here we are. That's funny. Uh, First of all, he predicted Game of the Year would be Elden Ring. Um, that's not very interesting. I don't know why I even included that. <laughs> that's everybody's prediction. But his five are. Number five, we're going to get an update on the Perfect Dark remake. Um, that feels ambitious. Yeah, I, I, to be fair, I completely forgot about this remake. Yeah, I'm not trying to. I didn't give these to trash on him. That That, that first one I just heard and I was like, whoa. Uh, number four, very similar to us, he said new Kojima game. Number three, he thinks that we're going to see the Silk Song release date, which while tangible and probably realistic, hearing those words, I'm just like, nope, not possible, not going to happen. <laughs> that would be cool. I would love that. Um, his number two has already happened because we heard today that Star Wars Jedi Survivor will be there. He predicted that there would be a trailer, and I'm going to give him credit because he said that last night before we knew it. Um, wow. He's like a regular Cassandra. Who's Cassandra? Uh, she was a, like a prophet. Like she said, like a myth, like a mythical woman. She was like a prophetess. Like she could tell the future. Oh. Well, Cassandra. Oh. Also guessed that number his number one guess would be that there is a new Joseph Farris game shown. So, wow. I, and I didn't he tell totally him mine. Stole that from you. Yeah, I didn't oh. tell him mine. I didn't because I didn't want him to know what we were doing. Um, so, it's kind of funny that we came up with pretty similar lists in a lot of ways, and also good for him for being right on one. Uh, Cameron, we'll talk about you again next week to inform the audience of how stupid you were when you get all of these wrong and we get all of them right. Even though there's a lot of crossover, so that's impossible. Oh my gosh. What? What? So mean. Oh, sorry. Um well, should we just pretend I'm not mean and move on to our number one guest? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I think we're gonna see a teaser, perhaps even a more long form trailer for Spider Man two. Oh. What's your number one, Kelly? It's funny you ask, because I also believe that we will see a tease for Spider-Man 2. I think the, the the arrows are pointing in that direction. I think the the webs are being woven. I think that... Uh, <laughs> Good one. Thanks. Thank you. I think that we are due, and we are ripe for it. Okay. Don't like the word Sorry. choices, but I agree. Sorry. Sorry. I think Sony needs to show something because their 2023 yeah. is looking real scant right now. Yeah. So. Definitely. Um, Kelly, there wasn't a lot of news this week. And we also <sighs> didn't play a lot of interesting games. But give it a couple days. We'll be talking about the Jeff Awards. Yeah. Give it a couple days and Kelly will have played a game and we'll have talked about the Jeff Awards. And it'll be the second week of Christmas, so, or I guess the third week of Christmas, 
So we'll be feeling more festive and less sick, hopefully. Yeah. Take care of yourself, folks. Take some vitamin C. I wear yeah, a mask, but there. apparently that didn't help. Um, yeah, it's it's gnarly out there. It's uh, pop pop that emergency like it's like your life depends on it because it does. And make sure you're stocked up on Pedialyte and Mucinex. Yeah, I've been taking lots of ibuprofen and Dayquil. Um, yeah, I love me some ibuprofen. Well, not too much though. Yeah, because it's not good for your liver. I was like, does this make this like a medical advertisement now? And now we have to pay like some <laughs> weird fees. No, I think because ibuprofen is like a generic. It's not like an actual. You're generic. Brand. Don't be mean to ibuprofen. Oh. All right, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I. This is also funny because the Google call that we're working off of right now just has like the generic pictures of us that we have. So I like scaring Kelly by yelling at her and just seeing her really big smile on her profile picture. Just be like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's got a lot of personality. This this 2018 Kelly headshot. The the way that the this is really niche. The way that the bubbles like bounce around our faces on this. It reminds me of the We Speak channel. Oh wow! Do you know what that is? Really niche. Yeah. Did you ever use that? No. Do you know what the We Speak is? Um, was it a microphone? Yeah, for the the Wii. For the Wii, and it had like almost no uses (laughs) except for you could use it while playing multiplayer in Animal Crossing City Folk, and you could also use the We Speak channel, which was basically just like it was a phone call. Um, and this reminds me of that. So I think Google Meet owes uh, We Speak some credit. Yeah, definitely. So uh, that seems like as good a note as any to end things on. Thanks, everybody, for sticking through uh, this slightly ill episode of of Talking (laughs) Games with Luigi and Pete or Peach and Luigi. Um, We'll make sure to take lots of vitamin C and we'll probably be all better next week. And if we're not, um, those Jeff Award announcements will surely keep us fueled, at least with rage. (laughs) Yes, thanks for listening. Bye, y'all. Bye.